0: You're listening to The Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greeks' Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrissadulu, and today on this June 7th, 2022, we are going over the Los Angeles Chargers draft class and giving them a final grade. We'll be talking each and every single player, giving them individually grades, a grade for each and every day that they selected, and then a final overall as well. So, my Chargers fans, make sure you comment down below. Let me know who you're excited about from this year's draft class. Make sure you hit that like button and that subscribe button, and let's talk some Los Angeles chargers draft players shall we we'll start off from the bottom and work our way up from the top very almost the last pick in the draft their very final pick round number seven pick number 260 xander horvath the fullback out of purdue now before i give the grade on this one i will talk about him a little bit because he did get a fairly low grading for me on here and i will explain myself as to why six foot three 230 pounds he's a big man I'm curious to see how the Chargers go about incorporating him into the offense because he's been labeled as you know, a power back type of guy. He's not going to make people miss with those sexy moves and things like that. He is a power run through the defender type of guy. He does come with some adam- adequate pass protection potential, so there is a solid reason for why you may want to bring him in. He's just not somebody that's going to be doing a whole lot in this offense just based off his skill set and what I've seen from him and what I'm reading based off of like what scouts have to say about him. He's more than likely just a, a simple short yard specialist. We'll have to see how he shakes out. I gave the pick a D-plus, though. I Like I said, I, just, I don't really see what they're going to do with him. I mean, they drafted another running back already in the draft, and you already have Austin Eckler at that. It just feels not like a wasted pick. I just would have liked to see this pick go towards something a little bit more useful for the team that could potentially make a bigger impact. I just think that between the other running back drafted, we'll talk about him, Isaiah Spiller later, and then also you have Austin Eckler and other guys on the roster as well. This one just seems like a little bit of a head scratching selection i would say d plus for the pick it's the lowest of the draft and it only gets better from here but this was probably my one head scratcher from this group of players that they went after then we're looking at still in round number seven at pick 236 dean Leonard, the defensive back out of mississippi i gave this one a c because he has a lot of really good raw potential he's a project type of player with all the tools and traits you want but he does lack position um not positional Oh well, yeah positional inexperience i guess you could say he has not played a ton of time at the defensive back spot he does have the 437 top end speed though type of the type of guy who can keep up with the best of them if you need him to he does offer the strength potential as well to win the press man fight so there is a lot that goes well with him and then you also have to couple that with the fact that he's actually an above average tackling finisher at that so again there's a lot to really like about his game he just lacks the experience and you know it shows up in his game tape he loses position he loses leverage things like that he's Sometimes plays with just very severe tunnel vision, trying to focus on what his one specific assignment is rather than seeing like the greater picture of what's going on around him. So this is someone that, like I said, I gave it a C, solid pick, good potential upside. We'll have to see how he pans out, but good depth nonetheless for the roster. Then we're looking at another defensive back, and this one is Jazir Taylor out of Wake Forest. I gave this one a C+, plus because in round 6 at pick 214, you're getting a guy who has some good potential, a little bit smaller at being only five uh, what is he, 5'11", 188 pounds. He does have a tendency to get caught holding, because he does get beat on moves at time, and he tries to make up for it, but he's a kick return threat. He's a really good athlete, and he's willing to come off the edge as a run defender at that. Really good ball awareness. If you watch some of his tape, there's uh, there's one play that specifically stuck out to me where the ball just kind of popped up in the air right on the edge of the sideline, and he was able to identify the football, put his feet where they needed to be, and also make the catch right right at the edge of the line, right at the edge of the line. So he was inbounds, turnover forced, play complete. I liked it. It showed really good ball awareness, and that's something that scouts praise him for. I like what he brings to the table. Again, another solid, uh, I almost said specialist there, another solid selection for the team and a good depth piece at that. I would say that Jazir Taylor and Dean Leonard, they might not end up being like legit number one guys, because again, one's a project, the other one's a little bit smaller, but these are like solid number three and four cornerbacks, guys that, you know, they can play behind the starting players. You know, they don't have to be the number one guys. They are solid guys to grow and learn behind your main guys that are playing in that secondary and their opportunities to come in through rotations. Then we're looking at offensive lineman Jamari Saylor out of Georgia, 6'3, 321 pounds, big dude with 33 and 5'8 inch arms, has taken snaps at all five positions on the offensive line. I gave this selection a B because when you're looking in those like later rounds, you know, like five, six, seven, you're trying to find guys that can do a lot for you. And Sailor or Salier, am I, am probably pronouncing that wrong. I really hope I'm saying that. Salier, Salier. I keep saying Sailor, Salier, Salier, S A L Y E R. He he, you know, he he brings that experience. He's played at every single spot on the offensive line. This is someone that, again, probably not starting day one. However, if somebody goes down or if somebody needs to be taken out for whatever reason, this is someone who has been there and done that in every single spot and is like that perfect sixth or seventh offensive lineman that you can rely on there to plug and go when necessary again really good size brings a lot to the table Uh, he might not necessarily have like the best leverage as a run blocking guard that I was reading about here and athletic rushers do tend to find some success against him because he's not necessarily the best athlete per se at the position Uh, but overall in round number six a good selection there gave it a B I like the depth I like the quality of versatility that he brings to the team good selection overall Then we're looking at in round number five at pick 160. Otito Obonia, the defensive tackle out of UCLA. I gave this one a C C+. He's a big man to be going up in the middle there. 6'4", 324 pounds, possesses adequate bull rushing potential. You could see in some of his game tape, he really powers through some of these interior offensive linemen, and it seems that scouts believe he will be able to translate that to the NFL as well with the way he does get good leverage doing those type of bull rushing moves. He also has really good length and strength to set the edge and spill the run. I really like like what he brings to the table for the team a very solid selection like I said I gave it a C plus in round number five good depth he does not have to be a day one guy but someone who I think could make a solid impact as a rotational player fairly early on he does only have a single season as a full-time starter which is like why I said I don't he's not going to be a guy who's making a massive impact but as a rotational piece someone who's going to have time to learn behind some really good D linemen that they have over there in Los Angeles I like what he brings to the table One of the biggest concerns about him is going to be his ability to keep himself balanced. It sounds like his balance is not necessarily where it needs to be. Everywhere that I read stuff about him brought up his inability to keep himself balanced and on both feet while on the move. So that is something we'll have to keep an eye on in terms of his progression there. But a C-plus nonetheless, a really good depth guy really late in the draft in day number three. And then the final day three selection in round four, pick number 123, we are looking at running back Isaiah Spiller out of Texas a and I gave this one a B as well because this is a really good selection to bring in behind your lead running back in Austin Eckler. He makes tacklers miss. He breaks off would-be tacklers. I mean, he runs through guys fairly well. He finds the hole really well. He's a strong lateral acceleration type of running back who can take plays to the outside when necessary on those stretch run plays. He brings a lot of really good positives to his game and like I said he does not need to be lead back potential this is someone who needs to be able to come in spell and relieve a running back in Austin Eckler who is phenomenal at what he does now there are some concerns because his tape from 2020 is better than what 2021 was and you know did did he take a step back I guess is the question that's being asked there but from what I saw from some of his 2021 tape he looked really good and like I said when I was watching this guy I'm thinking okay This is a reliever. This is a number two guy at the running back spot. You know, how does he fare? How does he look in that role? And I think he would fit it fairly well. He can be a little bit loose with the football, though. He does have an issue hanging on to that. So that is one thing he needs to really clean up. But overall, a good pick. I like it. I gave it a B. Like I said, solid selection. Overall, though, for day number three... Going through all three, uh, excuse me, all three, all six of these selections here, C+, plus. I think it's a solid grade for the group. Uh, there are some players who have really good rotational potential. There are some players that are going to be more developmental projects, and we'll have to see how they go. There's not any real, like, I, I don't want to say diamond in the rough, but there are a lot of good gems, you know, guys that I think could end up being really solid players or just really solid rotational guys. Do I think anyone out of here is going to come out and be like a day one starter or maybe a massive impact player right out of the gates? I mean, that's always a potential, but these are a lot of these guys are plug and play. You know, we need them in certain spots in certain situations or like if our guy goes down, he's, you know, we're going to need this guy to fill in type role players. I like what a lot of these guys bring to the table. C plus slightly above average group of guys. I think it fits fairly well. Then in day number two, only one pick. In round number three at pick number 79, you got yourself a B-plus for this one here. JT Woods, the safety out of Baylor, 4.36 speed and a near 40-inch vertical. The guy is an awesome awesome athlete he has played in every single alignment at the safety position as well so you know that he can line up where you need him to and he's at least been there before in some capacity he brings that versatility to his game he has great bursts to the line of scrimmage and he is not afraid to lay down the big hit when necessary i really like what he brings to the table here and you know you have such a good you know safety tandem going on over there with the Los Angeles Chargers. A guy like JT Woods only adds to that and I think is an excellent addition to the secondary. He does occasionally lose track of the deep balls and that's something he's going to have to work on. He can also be, he's noted for being a bit indecisive at times and some of his tackles, they're they are not pretty when they finish. Like he needs to make those tackles because sometimes they just, they don't look clean. I mean, there he's making them, but he needs to become a more short tackle finisher for what scouts say would be like, actual average tackling finishing or tackle finishing, excuse me. Uh, but overall, I, like I said, I think a really good pick. I gave it a B plus for day two. You didn't have a second round selection. I believe that was paired in with the Khalil Mack trade, if I'm not mistaken. there. So I do give day two a B plus altogether. If you're accounting for what was done with that second round selection, and then also the pick of JT woods at of Baylor. I think a B plus for day two is a fine grade and a fair grade at that. Then in day number one with round one, Pick number 17, Zion Johnson, the offensive lineman out of Boston College. A big man with a big frame. He's 6'3", 312 pounds. He's got 34-inch arms. Awesome, awesome play strength. He has excellent leverage. He has experience playing at offensive tackle. He's played at guard. This is someone that, you know, you have... Justin Herbert, you want to make sure he stays upright and he's slinging that rock where he needs to sling that rock to. You bring in a guy like Zion Johnson to buy him some more time to plug into that offensive lineman and be a difference maker. I think Zion Johnson brings that to the table with some really good potential upside. He has an unorthodox pre-stance snap, or pre-snap stance, excuse me, and that was something that I I didn't, I'm not an offensive lineman guru, so I didn't really notice right away, but after kind of looking at some offensive linemen and then having that brought up to me and really looking at it, I guess it does look a little bit different from what you normally see, Uh, so that is something that I guess scouts just don't, like, they're nitpicking, they don't like, they would like him to have a more you know, orthodox type of pre-snap stance. Um, And he also does occasionally struggle dealing with blitzers. So that'll be something we'll have to see if that kind of translates into the NFL as well. Something he's definitely going to have to work on, identifying who the guys are that are coming at him and who are not coming at him and who are pretending to not come at him, but are coming at him, that type of stuff. But overall, I I mean, Zion Johnson, it might not be a sexy pick in round number one, but I'm a big offensive lineman guy. And when you're going to protect a quarterback as good as Justin Herbert with a selection here at pick number. Number 17, you get an A from me. I'm a big O-line guy. I really like the selection here, and I think they did a good job. So with day one, you're getting an A for that pick. Overall, for my final grade, when I look at this Chargers draft class, I think it's a really good one. Like I said, when you're looking at day three, potential upside guys, some development players, and a handful of guys that I think will be strong rotational pieces right out of the gate. No real, like, massive impact guys out of day three, but guys nonetheless that I think can be difference makers in limited capacities. JT Woods, I think, is going to be an excellent addition to the secondary as he really learns and grows into that role. Like I said, he he is lined up at every safety alignment spot. Impact player, I think he's someone that will, you know, he will bode well in that secondary and for that secondary. The trade for Khalil Mack, that is a massive one, and, you know, I don't really have to say too much about that. Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. He might not be as young young as he used to be, but he is still a difference maker to this point in his career. And then Zion Johnson in day one, I mean, fortifying the O-line, you cannot go wrong. With making your offense even better by bringing in a big man to guard your most expensive piece up front, uh, I, I settled at a B plus. I think it's a really good draft class, really good, you know, rotational guys late. You're bringing in Zion Johnson, who should be a day one starter for you. JT Woods, I think, has real impact potential and really good potential upside. I like this group overall. Really good group. b is, I think, a very fair and fine grade for what they did. Uh, but Chargers fans, let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. How are you feeling about this draft class here? What do you think about some of these guys? Are you worried about any of them? Do you really like any of them? Please let me know down below. But that's it for me. I appreciate you all for watching. I will catch you guys next time. Have a, a good one.